Alright everyone, welcome to the 8th Note Sessions. I'm Mike Shimiel. And I'm Bevan Mullen. And today our guest is Tracy Fletcher, the Executive Director of Music is Art. Tracy, thank you for coming tonight. Thank you guys. Can you, can you explain to our viewers what an Executive Director does? Sure, uh, and, and it's an added explanation because I am the only full-time uh, staff person at Music is Art, so it's everything. It's um, everything from raising the money to put on our annual festival to all the programs uh, that we run year-round, uh, you know, because a lot of people don't realize that we're more than just that one-day festival. Um, you know, everything in between to, keep, to keeping the lights on uh, for our uh, headquarters, we call it. And, uh, yeah. And then, of course, serving as a liaison between different, you know, the, the people that you're actually getting the money from and the people who are, you know, creating the art and everything and yeah. making sure they're mm -hmm. all copacetic. And the board, I have a great 16-member uh, board of directors behind me all the time. So um, if I do run into trouble, they're all right there with different expertise. So It's a lot of resources to draw from. I mean, you have 16 different perspectives and you know different types of experience that you know you can be you can apply a variety of situations that must come in handy when you know you have so many different styles of music and so many acts and so many creative events to have people of all these different expertises so that you know somebody's going to have a, a solution to a, a problem that's going to pop up am i right yeah yeah you're absolutely right we have um our board is a lot of musicians um so the the creative people we have um attorneys and CPAs and a lot of um, teachers, which comes in handy for a lot of the things we do too. So yeah, a lot of different perspectives and a lot of a lot of the people who have the great ideas and the people go, okay, but wait, what about this? How are we gonna do that? So yeah, it's a great mix of people. And that's definitely the challenge with running any sort of, you know, actually putting on an event. You need to balance the, you know, sort of creative ambition side with, you know, blunt pragmatism. Because yeah. these things cost money and, you know, music is art, it's admission free. Right. So right. I can't even imagine what it's like trying to lasso in just all the funds to get. How, how many stages are we up to at this point? What was the last I one? last year yeah, yeah 20, 22 stages i mean that's that's insane just the technical staff the you know, you know and you know setters, we, every everyone you know yeah and we have the conversation every year that you know if you add up on everything we're spending that day a, a simple inexpensive five dollar admission from everyone would cover it but we are committed to not doing that we want to keep it free for people to attend Beautiful. Which is which is awesome because it keeps it open for a lot of people because there are a lot of people that attend that event that that may be one of the only concerts they get to all summer because concerts have gotten very expensive and have this amazing local festival that has a variety of acts you know and all these different styles of music there's something literally there for everyone and to not have to pay anything to get in to just be able to like you know hop down there and you know you can take public transit down there or, you know like getting a car and carpool down there like that's fantastic yeah yeah but but ultimately this isn't just an advertisement for music is art which i do recommend our viewers check out if they have the opportunity to because it's wonderful all right we're here to talk about tracy so yes. how do you it's an interesting position 
to be the executive director for a music non for profit. How do you how do you get there? Mm. What 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 drives someone to to occupy that position? Really? Um it well it it's a long story, but based in a nutshell, I started out uh, in accounting, but actually I should back up. Of course, teenage Gracie wanted to be a rock star, uh, and that wasn't in the cards because I have no talent, uh, at least musically, and um, started out doing accounting for a travel agency, ended up doing corporate events where I took groups of people all over the world and planned every detail for them. and. Then I had my daughter and didn't want to travel so much. And so I started my own event planning company, uh, got a business partner, and uh, in 2008, landed Music as Art, the festival specifically, as a client. That had to be like just, you know, um, a real change in your career because you went from, you know, kind of a, a different realm of events to something a little more vibrant, yet still needing those, you know, important organizational skills. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, it was a, a, I did a lot of events. I did events uh, for a lot of different companies. I did events for mostly nonprofit organizations. Uh, so when we got the Music is Art Festival, uh, as a client, it, it was amazing to me to finally have that music in my career uh, in some way, shape, or form. Well, it's it's interesting, though, um, because we, we were talking about the origin of the name Music is Art. And I, while, I, while I do agree it's just a very truthful statement that's sort of obvious, it was actually meant as sort of a retort, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so what... To uh, to the Allentown Arts Festival, if I if I remember correctly, um, when you had started doing this, where where was the festival at at that point? Uh, my first year, it was uh, on the steps of the Albright Knox Art Gallery only, uh, with I think two stages. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've gotten to watch it grow from uh, the steps of the art gallery to uh, closing down the street. Uh, to growing across the street into Delaware Park and all throughout the park and around Hoyt Lake um, to, you know, after five years of Mother Nature beating us up, finally making the decision to move it somewhere where we could mostly be covered. So does that mean that next year at Riverworks, you guys are going to use that, like, sky course where you, like, you know, <laughs> climb up all the ropes and stuff and, and have someone playing a ukulele up there and a few other people just kind of, like, hanging literally around and, and listening? <laughs> Yeah, probably zombies or something, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that that just, you know, that would be cool. Or, or maybe finding, like, a roof to play on top of. I mean, yeah. I think that's the – you guys already have a boat stage. I mean, you know, at this point, the sky's the limit. Yeah, drones, planes, I don't know. You never know. Somebody, like, you know, like, with a wireless mic coming down the zip line. Uh-huh, yep. We tried to get Robbie to do it last year, and I think we couldn't find it. <laughs> that that's definitely there definitely has to be a rather significant random element though i mean taking a bunch of creative types getting them to exist in a space it has to be a little bit like herding cats i would imagine what's a a, a particularly noteworthy like emerging incident or maybe a challenge you didn't expect that came up while planning one of these festivals um most things 
as we have a post meeting one year and start talking about ideas for the next year that so we can budget for them, uh, I actually have a budget line called, wouldn't it be cool if, um, because inevitably uh, we think we have it all planned out, know exactly what we're going to do. And inevitably a month before the festival, Robbie will say, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we did <laughs> And yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's going to so be That was a cool good impression. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's a budget line. <laughs> That, that's a wise that's a wise way to you know to budget because you know creative types you know I, I mean me being one too like sometimes that idea just comes out of nowhere and you have to go when inspiration strikes right but yeah. that doesn't that may not always be you know realistic and and so it's nice to know that there's like you know just some you know contingency kind of squirreled away just in case to be like well you know what since you came up with the idea we can do that. Here you go. I'm going to send somebody to go find some fire extinguishers, and we will have that effect. We will we will shoot fire extinguishers over the models as they come out the runway. We got it, and yep. we'll have it in time. No no sweat. Hang someone upside down in a straitjacket. Sure, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that seems seems easy. I, I don't see why not. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the entire festival is just in like a big tarp and black lit sort of thing. <laughs> You know, glow in the dark, going to the planetarium. We could do that with the A stage. Yeah, that'd be fun. No, the entire thing, the entire oh. compound. <laughs> I, I just want helicopters, you know, Chinooks dropping a tarp, UV lights everywhere. You know, I mean, how hard could it be? Well, yeah, yeah, you know. no problem. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, I imagine, um, like, in, in any organization, um, and any type of business or creative pursuit, networking is really important. It's really important to get to know the other people, you know, doing the same stuff as you, but also people that are in similar businesses that, you know, you might depend on or might depend on your services. How has networking been um, a really useful tool for you um, to support music as art? Well, it's funny because um, there's so many different ways that I have to network um, in my position. I, I'm networking with um, different corporations, you know, as hopeful sponsor prospects. I'm networking with other um, cultural organizations with, you know, how do you guys do this? Um, and di musicians, artists, um, yeah, there's, it's a lot of it. But um, luckily, uh, it's pretty easy uh, with my position because we're in a, position that everybody at least in buffalo knows music is art um yes. so it's really easy for me to get you know those doors opened to have those conversations and being being mostly not not all of it obviously but you you've made a point of saying that you're the only full-time employee so I assume a lot of the operation is done through like goodwill and, and volunteering and you know donations and things like that. So how how can the average just like appreciator of the festival, but maybe not musician type, how, how can they support? How can they get involved with it? Well, our um, just shoot us an email and tell us what you're good at, and we'll most likely find you a spot. I mean, you guys are the perfect example, right? Yeah. Um, but our festival. Um, 
is mainly the spot where we need the most help every year. We have 64 on the festival committee that have come from all different backgrounds. Um, because as you know, the festival is not just about music. We try to incorporate every creative aspect we can. So we have the live art, we have dancers, we have DJs, we have spoken word and um, just everything we can think of. So we have those people. Um, when we come up with an idea that we need to add uh, dance groups, we went out and found someone that knew that world because I don't. Um, and so those 64 people help us with all those details, all volunteer. And then just to run the show that day, it's, I believe last year was like 250 volunteers. Wow. Throughout the day that we're cool. show to, for, you know, help us pull this thing off every year. Did they get like a free t-shirt or a beer koozie or something? Or something, or something? Yeah. yeah. Now, outside of, yeah. Yeah. outside of the festival, what other events and what other things does uh, Music is Art do for the community here in Buffalo? We, uh, yeah, it, we, we need to do a better job of actually educating our uh, community at what we do because most people know us for the festival, understand. Yeah. And it's, it's actually, you know, to some people surprise more than that. Right. Yeah. Um, I've had people say to me, well, what do you do in the winter? <laughs> like, well, number one, I'm planning for the festival. But um, we also have an annual battle of the high school bands. Uh, that's a lot of fun. And we really try to work education into everything we do. So when we're doing the battle of the high school bands, it's not just about an event where they're battling, but it's about um, educating them on how to communicate with someone who's producing a show like that. Um, and I've had to learn right along with them actually, because you know I'm an old school emailer and people these days want to text and message. So uh, it's teaching them all that kind of stuff. We also do a um, jazz fest every year. Uh, and again, it's high school kids, but we're bringing them in all over Buffalo to show them uh, a, a recording studio, show them uh, the Colored Musicians Club, um, bring them to different musical hotspots within the city, and it ends with an evening performance. Um, and the, the biggest and newest one that I think right now we're most proud of is the Music Industry Alliance program that just started, uh, yeah, nice show. <laughs> just started, believe it or not, because you guys have been involved for a long time. It just started last March. Uh, so it's only just over a year old. And I think um, we had another new member join today. So I think we're up to 104. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. And that, uh, it's it's been an incredible experience. And that program all started from the unfortunate demise of a lot of other programs we did. So over the years, the Music is Art had dabbled in a bunch of different programs that either worked or didn't work for whatever reason. Well, I always kept track of the pieces that we loved of programs. And one day I was mourning the loss of a summer camp we did for high school kids um, pretty successfully, but we were having trouble getting that age group to become engaged because what we found was in the summertime that the, the older teenagers have jobs now. They don't have time to take a week off to go to a summer camp. Yeah. So um, I was going It's tough. Yeah, so I'm going through my list of like what we want to do versus what you know we've been able to do, and I was going through a pile of old articles um, that people had written about music as art over the years, 
And I stumbled upon one that Jeff Myers wrote in 2015 uh, as a review of our festival that year. How sassy was it? I believe, don't quote me, but I think the title was something to the effect of music is art is all about heart. Um, And it was a great article. Yeah, the main sentiment of the article was that what he enjoys most about the festival is it's that one day a year that every musician, no matter the genre, comes together um, to listen to each other perform and to learn from each other. And I was like, that's what I want to do every day, but not just one day a year. So that's really how the Alliance was born. And I mean, speaking, you know, just to the excess of the Alliance in that regard, I've sort of done what I considered to be impossible and actually encountered people that I like (laughs) and have formed solid friendships and discovered things about myself I didn't know. Like, it's it's rather startling. Um, So you're normally there's a membership fee for that, right? But it's it's getting postponed as it stands. There is with the way that the program was built, because again, we have bills to pay. Um, the way the program was built, it was a uh, membership fee based to become a member of the Alliance. And um, with the uh, pandemic, and so obviously the 104 members we have are musicians that have unfortunately uh, found themselves out of work. We've waived the uh, renewal uh, for memberships for now. I mean, we haven't even talked about when it's going to be reinstated yet. Not like it's phase five or anything like that. We're, uh, we're, um, and, and hoping still to, uh, get some grants maybe to even be able to do away with that. Um, that would be ideal in my dream right there is we wouldn't have to charge a membership fee at all. So just a a quick aside then, and a little bit of a plug for this, if, if any of you are watching this video at home and you know of a musician or technician or guy who likes to do album artwork or you know and anything 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 um the music industry alliance is a great sort of gateway into a broader musical community it will give you resources that will teach you how to improve your craft and give you the kinds of relationships you can you know sort of incorporate into your own life to remain stimulated in it you know it's so much easier easier to go into it from a communal standpoint than individually so that's my that's my spiel on that thanks and i I gotta tell you from from my own experience as a musician when you start making friends in the music scene and you start getting to know the other bands and you know swapping shows and trading cds and getting to know each other you know you you go from being like that that like three-piece band on stage that doesn't know a soul and is standing in front of a bunch of strangers and feeling really out of place to being like, you know what, this is like my hometown, you know, like these are all friends, and if they're not friends, you know, right now they're going to be after this set, and you start feeling like a lot more confident um, in your your playing ability because you're no longer just like, you know, alone, you get to know other bands and the musicians, and you you share a lot of stories about some of the same, you know, challenges you deal with, and you realize like, oh, like, you know, I'm not the only one dealing with it, and you can kind of bounce ideas off each other and, you know, make the scene a lot more fun and a lot stronger as a whole. Yeah. And I I think that's one of the, the major successes of music is art, I mean, you know, at, at, at least, and I might just be speaking for myself on this, but there's always going to be this sort of 
elitist element to music because there are gates to how you can engage with it. And it's on arbitrary things such as socioeconomics, where you are geographically. Music as art seems to be really unifying in that regard. It, you know, you, you don't need a bank account to go. You don't need to have a particular education to appreciate it or to find something that you really like. You just have to show up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no barriers. There's no, we try to have something for everyone, um, you know, from young kids to grandma and grandpa. You know, there's, there's going to be something there for everyone. Beautiful. Now, where would you like to see um, music as art kind of head in the future? Like, where, what do you see down the road from this point? <clears throat> sorry. Now that you guys have like built up a lot of steam and you've got a couple programs and you've learned over the years what things seem to work and what things don't, you know, what what can you what can you derive from all that information about the future? Oh gosh, um, you know, we we're actually just started to to get super like organizational we just started a new uh strategic plan um to kind of hash those things out like you know where do we want to be in five ten years and i i think that the alliance is going to be a huge part of that for a brand new program um it's incredible to us that the success of it and it's not it doesn't look exactly today like it did in the original plan and that's because all you amazing musicians come to us with, well, we should do this or we should do that. And we're like, perfect idea. Let's do that. Wouldn't um, it be cool if? <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, for the, I, I think that's only going to continue to grow. And we want to be able to provide uh, more resources for you guys, for the musicians here in Western New York. We are very, very appreciative. Of yes. That. Thank you. So I think um, we're just about at time. So, Tracy, what what's your assessment of the Buffalo music scene overall? Are we in a good place? Have, have we reached the mountaintop, or do we still have a ways to go in terms oh. of having, having a, a community? Gosh, I, I, I see both sides of that, I guess. Like, I think even with the uh, birth of the Alliance, I know I've learned more. Um, I always had a bit of a pulse on it, but not as much as a musician probably does. Um, I think it's incredible. I, I think we just need to do a better job of for the local non-musicians uh, to get to come out more um, and see it and hear it. And I know that there's a lot of bands um, that I've only met through the Alliance that I now go out to see on a regular basis. And so many new um, members that maybe haven't done a showcase for us yet, or I haven't caught doing a live stream that I now can't, you know, I got to, now I can't, I'm, I'm jonesing to go see them live. Like this needs to end. Um, so I think it's pretty incredible. And we just need the rest of the world to know that now. Now, with all the experience you have and all the things that, you know, you've, you've seen over the years, um, what do you think that the, is still missing from the Buffalo music scene. Like, what's what's a, a missing part of the machine to to make it run better? Hmm. Gosh, I don't know because I've been, uh, I, I would say one of the pieces of the puzzle would be you know the right venues, but I think we have a really nice mix of venues here. Um, 
the, the musician, the quality of the musicians is phenomenal, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's that supporting live music. And I think luckily, I think one good thing that's going to come out of this whole era that we're living in in the last few months, um, I think people are going to realize more than ever how important live music is. Yeah. Because all of a sudden they didn't have it for the last nine or who knows how many more weeks. Um, so the, the live streaming that you've all been doing is amazing. You know, it makes us feel a little more normal, but um, yeah. It's not the I, same. No. And you I know, think people will people... that now more than ever. I think it's going to be a good thing uh, for the local music scene that people are going to be like, I'm never missing that opportunity again. Let's go. Come on down. We're waiting for you. Yeah. you know, I've, I've heard for years that people would, you know, say things like, oh, YouTube is going to replace, you know, live shows. No one's going to want to go to shows anymore. Everyone's going to want to home and sit on their computer. And now that everyone's forced to, <laughs> we're finding, oh, this this is yeah. just not as fun. Yeah. This is dystopia. Yeah. It's like, where's where's my sweaty dive bar? you know packed to the gills with people and beer on the floor like where's my yep. plate of piping hot wings and my you know and my music like you know it's just it's just not the same when you're sitting there eating a hot pocket and, right. in the in the sweatpants you wore for the last five zoom meetings watching someone's live stream yeah she's always <laughs> <laughs> so true yeah well, thank you so much, Tracy, for coming out and, and, you know, answering our questions and educating us a little bit tonight. Oh, thank you, guys. This is amazing, these eight-note sessions you're doing. I love them. Thank you. And with that, I'm Mike Shamil. I'm Davin Mullen. And this has been the Eighth Note Sessions. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Here's a preview of Capability by Moldy Foliage. Day-to-day life, today feels like a Check out their music at facebook.com slash moldyfoliage. The 8th Note Sessions is produced by Music is Art. Please consider donating to Music is Art to keep programs like this going at musicisart.org. Thank you for listening.